Welcome to a new season of Retrain Your Brain with me, Dr. Audrey Tang. I'm a chartered psychologist and a trainer, and I specialize in giving you simple, accessible, practical tools to achieve everything you want out of life. And in this season, I am thrilled to introduce to you many guest experts whom I've had the pleasure of learning from, and I hope that you will benefit from their expertise too. Guest host Rob Hennison and I are talking about Alzheimer's and dementia, and I am delighted to welcome Louise Bates, Development Officer from Dementia Friends, into the lounge. Welcome to the Wellbeing Lounge, Louise. Hi, Audrey. Hello. Well, it must be really rewarding to hear that people are implementing your training into their work. Incredibly rewarding. Yes. And it's fantastic. And we see such engagement. I work primarily across England and Wales. and We see so much engagement from so many different sectors who are all making really positive steps forward in ensuring that services and all the things that we access every day as part of our daily life are becoming more dementia inclusive. Recently, for example, off the back of a Dementia Friends information session, um, a member of staff at Metrobus down in Brighton took the learning back to the bus company and they've actually just refitted all of the floors in their entire fleet of buses. Wow. So that they have a colour contrast against the seats. That's fantastic. And these adjustments, they make our lives better. They make everybody's lives better. Honestly, we I often say whenever I speak to anyone, I say if we can get it right for people affected by dementia, we get it right for the majority of people. Absolutely. So can you just clarify for our listeners the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? Yes. So Alzheimer's is a specific disease that causes dementia. So if we think of dementia as the umbrella term that describes a collection of symptoms and Alzheimer's disease is one cause or one type of dementia. And there are over 100 different types or causes of dementia. But the the most common ones you will come across are Alzheimer's disease vascular dementia which is to do with the circulatory system and uh, dementia with Lewy bodies which is linked to Parkinson's. And do those three however present with similar symptoms? I mean could we look out for something and then say I think we need to get this checked out for dementia? Dementia can affect us in many many different ways. Our brain is incredibly complex, it does an awful lot of things. (laughs) Um, So Different types of dementia may have different symptoms associated with them. So, for example, Alzheimer's disease typically affects the part of our brain called the hippocampus first. And this is the part of our brain that looks after um, our factual memory and particularly our short term memory. So with Alzheimer's disease, one of the first indicators that we often see is people developing challenges in relation to short term memory, whereas vascular dementia This is where there is progressive brain damage as a result of potentially a series of strokes, for example, that could affect any part of the brain. Mm -hmm. So it could be that some one person with dementia develops difficulty with cognition uh, in terms of judgment and and reasoning. If it's all taking place in the front, if the damage is taking place in the front of the brain, Whereas for someone else, it could be that they are um, they might experience challenges with visual perception or with auditory perception or language. So it can affect lots or even physical mobility. 
So it really depends on the, not just the type of dementia, but how it's progressing in terms of which parts of the brain it's affecting. And that can be entirely different for each person affected. So we we very much have to take it on a case by case basis. So I guess what you're saying is if you notice that something is different on a bit more of a regular basis and it's different to how you've been doing it before, maybe it's time to flag that up to your GP or something like that. Definitely. So in terms of recognising dementia, some of, the, some of the things you might want to look out for are any reoccurring challenges in relation to memory. If you are developing challenges with sensory processing, so that could be an inability to judge distances, issues with colour contrast. For example, someone with dementia, if they look at a highly... If you think about the types of floors we typically see in places like hospitals, mm. they're very shiny, they're very reflective, they're very highly polished. Yeah. Now, if the brain is misinterpreting visual information, someone could look down and if dementia has affected the processing of the brain... They could look down, they could see water or ice or a puddle. Yeah. So if you start to experience any kind of challenges around sensory processing, that could be an indicator. It can affect mobility because our brain controls our central nervous system. Or sometimes it could also be accessing language. So, you know, that sensation of having a word on the tip of your tongue and for the life of you, you just cannot pull it forward. (laughs) If you notice that that is happening on a very regular basis Mm. or is affecting you more than it has in the past, again, that would be an indicator to look for. That's perfect. Thank you. So what does Dementia Friends do? Dementia Friends, we are we are but one part of Alzheimer's society. So, (laughs) um, So Dementia Friends is Alzheimer's Society's community awareness raising uh, initiative, if you want to think of it that way. So we recruit and train volunteers to go out into communities and workplaces and to deliver information sessions to raise awareness of dementia. So it's really about community education and raising awareness within the general population because we know that not only can this increase recognition from people who want to put themselves forward for diagnosis, but it also means that if people in the community understand what dementia is and how it can affect someone, if they encounter someone when they're out and about in the community, they're more likely to be more understanding and more patient and more supportive, which can make a huge difference to people affected by dementia. Because unfortunately, so many people affected by dementia lose the confidence to even leave their own homes. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't know how they're going to be responded to, if they have a moment where they do forget where they are or something along those lines, it can be even more frightening. Certainly. And just not knowing if there's people, if the people around them are going to be um, equipped to support them. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. And I think that training, that learning helps the interaction in general, doesn't it? I think that helps us to be more compassionate and open-minded as people. So it's a helpful training to have for our own self-awareness. Definitely. Um, We always talk about, in terms of um, care provision for people living with dementia, we we always talk about person-centred care and person-centred approach. And I honestly believe if you take that forward into any interaction you have in your life, you're always going to be able to demonstrate kindness and compassion. Absolutely. How would you suggest that we can help a loved one that has Alzheimer's? The first thing to understand is 
how that person's dementia impacts them. Yes. So what are their specific symptoms? What did they have particular challenges with? Because that will then lead you down the path of looking at specifically what you can change perhaps in the home environment that could be more supportive for that person. So if that person has developed challenges with visual perception and the black mat that you've got by the front door for them to wipe their feet on actually looks like a gaping chasm in the ground, that then all we need to do is change the colour of that mat. Yeah, of course, just a very practical... Something that simple can make a substantial difference. The next thing I'd recommend is accessing support. So Alzheimer's Society, we provide um, frontline support to people and families affected by dementia. Get in touch with uh, Alzheimer's Society and talk to a dementia advisor or a dementia support worker who can um, support you on an individual basis and talk through potential um, adjustments and also help with you know planning for the future with your loved one it's really really important to have those conversations early on so the person with dementia retains as much control over their future as possible yes yes this sort of leads me on to the next question of what we might need to do or how we manage when we are faced with that question of do I put somebody in a home or or not because I can't look after them for 24 hours a day but they're quite mobile it's it's a very difficult decision to make it's never an easy decision Mm. and when a person receives their diagnosis earlier in their dementia journey as Mm. I said it's really important to have those conversations with that person and it's never going to be they're never going to be pleasant or easy conversations to have but it's really important to forward plan together to understand the individual's views and wishes for when they reach the point where they need uh, more care than family or friends alone can provide as I said having the support of a dementia support worker or a dementia advisor will greatly benefit people in making those decisions and people can access those services through Alzheimer's Society and it There may also be alternative options to consider, such as additional care in the home or respite care for a carer. So there could be an intermediate step before making that decision for that person to go into full time care. Yes. So it might be more of a transitional process rather than going from one from one straight to the other. Caring is such a full time occupation what's on offer for carers firstly it's really important for carers to seek emotional support it can be an incredibly challenging time it's really important again that carers are reaching out accessing support available to them outside society again has a wealth of information I could spend hours talking through the amount of information we have available Um, but we do have fact sheets and publications Uh, and guides specifically for carers around making these kinds of decisions, how to look after yourself as a carer, really important. And respite care, if you are caring for someone, it's so important for that, for the carer's well-being. You cannot look after someone else if you are not looking after yourself. 100%, absolutely. That's really helpful. Can we learn more about your work? You can find all the information you could ever desire around dementia uh, on the Alzheimer's Society website, So that's alzheimers.org.uk. And for anyone who currently uh, has a family member with a diagnosis, whether you yourself have received diagnosis or you are somewhere on the dementia pathway and you would like further advice, guidance and support, 
then you can always contact our Dementia Connect support line on 0333-150-3456. That's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Louise. You're very, very welcome. And that's all we have time for. But do check out some of the earlier episodes for 10 Minutes on My Couch with more practical tips or else my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive. And you can catch more guest experts on my radio show on NLive Radio, which is the Wellbeing Lounge, Tuesday nights at 9pm.